Um, so due to the grim news of the rapid increase in hospitalizations, uh, we are taking action to prevent a catastrophic breach of health care. That means that several counties uh, are going into a red phase, which is a severe risk phase, which results in, in additional steps to make sure that they can recover and avoid, uh, avoid any kind of stay at home or, or shutdown or lockdown. All right. Hello and welcome. It is a Wednesday, November 18th, almost uh, to the day, nine months. Uh, since the March shutdown of uh, restaurants and bars everywhere. Coming right up, Sonia Riggs, president and CEO of the Restaurant Association. Uh, we'll get her reaction to uh, some of the governor's clips here that we played and moving into red, and then she's got some surveys as well, and we'll talk about relief and funding. But a little bit of uh, housekeeping uh, as we wait for Sonia to help us make sense of the latest restrictions. Our poll for the day, Okay. Um, answer our poll. Do you approve of the current restrictions on restaurants? I have a feeling if you're tuning into the Modern Eater show, uh, renownedly, the answer will be no. Um, lots of confusion on how these regulations and restrictions are made, uh, but that's uh, what we'll talk about today as well. Uh, housekeeping, a little bit of housekeeping for today. Uh, today's show will probably prove to be one of the most important shows the Modern Eater has ever done in its five years of existence. There's got to be a lot of listening going on today. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to do uh, much interjection or give much opinion. Today's the day to listen. We have uh, many restaurant owners on the show today as the front range reacts. I think it's important. These restaurant owners are the people that are on the front lines every day that are working in the environment, that know what they need. We're going to hear from them today, and I want you to listen closely. And then I want your feedback as well. Um, a full lineup of restaurant owners today. On the show today at 2.15, we'll hear from Chris Fusilet of Blake Street Tavern. Uh, Chris is a very vocal gentleman, and and I'm sure he has a lot to say. You'll not want to miss that. 2.30, Chef Troy Gard, Tag Restaurant Group, will join us. And again, just getting reactions from these chefs and restaurant owners today. 2.45, George Eater from Pizza Republica, also very vocal right now. That's the theme. The theme is, is that they want to be heard, and we're going to let them be heard today. 3 o'clock, Chef Brother Luck from 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. This is going to be a powerful show, but we need you as well. Um, I want you to take this stream. Go to the Modern Eater Facebook page. We want to hear from you. If you're watching this stream from any other page, you'll want to go to the Modern Eater, click on this stream, and sound off there. That's where I'll see your comments. And then in the next hour, we'll read your comments. We'll talk about it. A lot of discussion needs to take place right now. But community more than ever coming together. And that's what we do so well here in Colorado. So as the Front Range reacts, I need you to like and share this stream. Share it to your Facebook page. Share it to a group. Share it to whomever you believe needs to hear this show today. We'd appreciate that. And then um, besides that, any and all information is on themoderneater.com. Take that a look. So without further ado, she's patiently been standing by. Her name is Sonia Riggs. She's the president and CEO of the Colorado Restaurant Association. We welcome you back to the Modern Eater Show, Sonia. Thanks, Greg. Nice to be here. Lots going on. If you don't mind, I'd like to play the opening clip that we played with and then just get your initial reactions from this clip and talk to us about uh, moving to level red when it's in regards to restaurants. 
Um, so due to the grim news of the rapid increase in hospitalizations, uh, we are taking action to prevent a catastrophic breach of health care. That means that several counties uh, are going into a red phase, which is a severe risk phase, which results in, in additional steps to make sure that they can recover and avoid, uh, avoid any kind of stay at home or, or shutdown or lockdown. Okay, uh, Sonia, uh, your initial reactions. The governor had a lot to say yesterday. It was a lot to take in. I was probably up until literally 6 a.m. dissecting uh, that one-hour press conference, and I'd like to hear from you. Thanks. Well, you know, boy, where do I begin? I've got lots of, lots of reactions to it. Um, I do appreciate the fact that they worked to create an additional level to try to avoid complete shutdowns. And I think it's important to note that. That being said, um, both the red and the purple phases are pretty devastating for this industry. As, as you know, this is an industry that's been really hard hit for eight, nine months now. And for some folks, this is just the nail in the coffin. And I think the sad fact is we're going to see more and more restaurants close in the coming months because of these further restrictions. The other thing that I didn't hear you play, which was also in his one hour speech, was school. They're doing everything they can to keep schools open. Well, you and just I hang tight to... right there, Sonia, because I'll play yeah. you that clip right this very second. And this is what the governor had to say about in-person learning. We want to make sure we emphasize the need for K-5, uh, especially, to return to in-person instruction. Um, we feel that based on the data for many families, and for many kids, that is the safest place they can be with the safety parameters that we have at school. Uh, and we encourage, um, we encourage that in-person service so that uh, our children's future is not yet another casualty of this pandemic. Well, that's an interesting clip. Well, the, the reason I bring that up is in our own research, when we look at the number of outbreaks that are happening in restaurants and, and compare it with the number of outbreaks that are happening in schools, the number that are happening in schools are more than 20 percent and and i think i saw correctly that 85 or so percent of those this was as of last week were happening between the kids that are now going to school in the restaurant industry we saw about 10 percent of outbreaks happening from that but those are those are like 98 percent of those are from employees and when you see those outbreaks and really look at them they tend to be three people two three maybe four people because as soon as restaurants find out that somebody's um, got COVID, they immediately send their staff home. They call the local health department. If they need to, they shut down, they do extensive cleaning. And we're just not seeing the um, guests getting COVID from going out to eat. And what I'm frustrated about is, and I, listen, I've got three kids at home. I understand both sides of the argument. This, this um, home learning is very difficult for them. But, but what I'm frustrated about is when the data is showing that more outbreaks are happening from another sector and they're leaving that one open at, at the expense of a sector that's working above and beyond to keep people safe, and you can see that in the numbers, it, it doesn't add up. And this industry has, I mean, I can, I'll, I know you were going to go over our statistics for our November survey in a minute, but this industry is getting killed. And, and it's it, the, the, you know, we're hearing, we're hearing, Mayors and governors all over the United States admit that the two places that that they're seeing the spikes happen is that in schools 
and in private gatherings. They're not seeing them happen in restaurants and restaurants yet are getting more and more restrictions imposed on them. It's killing the economy. It's killing our workforce, which you know traditionally the restaurants provide 10% of the state's workforce. And it's killing these small businesses that are the gems of our neighborhoods and creating our communities. And that's what is so sad about this situation. Generally, I ask you just to stick to the facts and really not pontificate, but do you see this as a pick and choose situation? Listen, I, you know, we've had extensive conversations with the governor's office and I understand that they're doing everything they can to keep people safe. It's just those thing, things like that that don't make sense to me. Um, what they've said right now is it's so widespread, they're doing whatever they can to just try to control it at this point. So I, I'm certainly sympathetic and absolutely we want to keep people safe. I, I, I would hate for anybody to think that I have any ulterior motive than, than that. But, but on, at the other side of it is keeping these businesses open. You've got all sorts of other problems that are happening because of that. And that's, that's, the, sad, that's the sad part of it. Um, and I'm happy to give you all the facts you want. <laughs> well, I, I think that this is a great time to segue into the survey to really see uh, what this impact is. And as we move into, the, into this time to where these surveys are really starting to get more accurate because the climate um, is very clear in which people are working under, um, share with us the information that you've gathered with this latest survey. Well, two of the things we asked people, well, we asked people a number of things, but um, we asked about, especially seeing the way that the trends are going with the restrictions, what would happen if if, you're, if um, indoor dining was restricted to 25% and what would happen if indoor dining was restricted or was shut down? And the scariest number here is that um, when indoor dining shut down, 25% of those surveyed, or just about 25% of those surveyed, said that they would consider closing permanently within one month. That is frightening. 59% um, said that they would consider closing permanently within three months in the event of indoor dining being shut down. We are now seeing that happen in 15 or so counties around Colorado, and I'm I'm scared to see what that's gonna what that's gonna do to what our our downtown areas and our neighborhoods look like, you know, only time will tell, but they certainly need help right now. Hmm. Wow. Um, there's going to be a lot of sounding off and a lot of listening that's needing to be done right now. And as we've got a great lineup of folks that are coming in, Chris Fusilet and Troy Gard, George Eater and Brother Luck, uh, it should be interesting to hear them sound off. The Colorado Restaurant Association, obviously, uh, being that great uh, center point or, or local point for people to um, give that information. Updates are going to be coming daily from your office, I would imagine. Uh, we'll be following this as time goes along. What else would you like to cover today? But we would like to have you back uh, early and often, maybe every day until uh, we see light at the end of the tunnel here. Sure. You know, I think we sent out three emails just last night because th so things were coming in so quickly. Um, and what people need to know about right now is when, when restaurants are going into the red zone, that's the new zone we talked about, indoor dining is closed, takeout and curbside and delivery are allowed in restaurants. Um, if you do eat outdoors, and you, outdoor dining is still open, but it's been limited to just your own household. Um, and they've instituted a last call of 8 p.m., which is pretty early. We're still waiting to see what the what individual counties are 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 doing with um, curfews, which is a completely different thing than last call. So last call just means you have to purchase your alcohol by, by that time. 
Um, but but those time those time limits are extended if you're going to do carry out that's till 10 p.m. Um, and uh, delivery is I think uh, midnight or 2 a.m. even um, delivery is 2 a.m. So, you know, it, it's people are just going to need to check with their local county. And we ask folks to please consider supporting your local restaurants. It's they need you now more than ever. And just helping them, whether it's curbside pickup or delivery, or if you want to take out your family to go eat outdoors, we, we ask you to consider doing that. And and for the counties that that are under less restrictive um, guidelines, you know, consider going out to eat again when you're healthy and uh, just be respectful to, to the employees that are working there. They're doing their best to try to serve everybody. Absolutely. Is there a moratorium or an end date on these uh, latest restrictions? Um, you know, I don't have that in front of me. What I, what I heard yesterday was, and, and maybe Chris knows, because Chris, I see, is joining us now, is um, really on top of all this, but, but um, uh, early December, or I'm sorry, sometime in December, not early December, forgive me, um, sometime in December, we're hearing a, at least a, probably a month or, or a couple weeks. They have to be out of they have to be out of the um, the numbers have to be uh, low enough uh, that with case counts and hospitalization rates that they for two weeks, I believe, before they can go back up to a lighter level. So it's gonna it's gonna be at least um, at least probably a month before we see some of these folks that are in red going out of a out of this phase. Is that your Am door? I missing something there, Chris? When you go on, you can correct me. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, Chris, um, Chris is. I, I have a copy of the the Adams County order, and the the Adams County order ends on December eighteenth. So, and then it, they say that they will reevaluate with uh, Colorado Department of Public Health at that time. But uh, you're right, Sonia. To me, it still seems indefinite because, unlike uh, what's going on in California and Oregon and other states where there are definitive timelines this just seems like we could be in the red phase for a very long time hmm. okay uh sonia i appreciate your time uh we're going to jump to chris fusillet but with my last question i know a lot of people are looking for relief right now and we've uh, heard rumblings from that there will be a special uh legislation session that will be called to try and get some local relief in the tune of uh, nearly $200 million, which is uh, not yet determined, but hopefully uh, that shooting goal. Um, could that possibly help alleviate any of these problems as far as uh, funding these businesses that may go? You know, every penny counts. Um, every, every penny counts. And one of the things, the main thing that the governor talked about was allowing restaurants to collect their sales tax revenue, that 2.9% that the state gets, and maintain that um, uh, for three or four months. We're, we're hearing four months. You know that every penny counts, and we appreciate that. I think he said it's about one one hundred and five million dollars. But you know that that um, is not going to be the thing that helps. I mean, it's going to help them. Every little every every bit does. The thing that restaurants need more than anything is a, a large federal stimulus package, something that's more substantial that the state can't possibly afford right now. We do appreciate the governor's office understanding and noting that this industry is being especially hard hit and, and taking action to try to support them. Um, but where restaurants are going to see the big relief is on the federal side. Hmm. Okay, uh, we will catch up with you hopefully tomorrow, Sonia. We're going wall-to-wall -wall coverage 
uh, f until the unforeseeable future just to keep everybody together. We always appreciate your time. Uh, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association President and CEO. Thank you, Sonia. Thanks, Greg. Absolutely. Okay, that was the voice of Chris Fusillet who was there, and uh, I want to play that governor's clip talking about that sales tax and seeing if that will actually move the needle for some of these restaurants, and then we'll uh, take a break, come back with Chris Fusillet on the Modern Eater Show. Uh, I don't believe anybody's talking about tax credits. Um, what is being talked about on the restaurant side is the 2.9% sales tax they already collect that are normally custodial funds that are then paid to the state. They would be freely released and forgiven for use for rent or to pay employees. Um, so it's money that's already collected in the normal line of business, not a, uh, a different tax credit at a different time. The direct assistance would be prompt. Uh, meaning in the next couple months, we know the whole goal of this is to get through winter, which means this is not, cannot be designed as something that helps restaurants in March or June. It needs to help restaurants and bars now to pay their rent, hopefully keep their employees on board uh, with the limited you know, takeout and, and delivery business that they're able to do. So you stick around, it's going to get good. The Modern Eater Show continues with Chris Fuselet. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin', 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey 4-pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Welcome to Tommy Knocker Brewery here in beautiful Idaho Springs. Uh, we brew normally twice a day. Currently brew about 18 different beers. And right here is our brew kettle, steam-fired brew kettle. And uh, we generate our steam with natural gas. We get our natural gas from Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto. I really like working with Brian because he explains how the system works of getting your natural gas. It's not a mystery. I actually understand our energy bill. Watching the Modern Eater, and now back to the show. Uh, for those counties that are entering the red phase, uh, indoor dining is temporarily closed. Restaurants and coffee shops still offer takeout, delivery, outdoor dining. Um, but um, 
even for the outdoor dining, it really should just be this, your household going out. It can be on a date with your, your, your significant other. It can be your family of four, your family of five, but not, you know, eight, ten friends getting together from different households. That is how the virus spreads. Uh, there it is, the governor from yesterday. As today's powerful show continues, I encourage you to stick around and please share this stream. If you're watching on any other Facebook page besides The Modern Eater, if you want to sound off, and we are getting uh, quite a few comments, we'll read your comments in the next hour, but you'll want to go to The Modern Eater Facebook page, click on our stream there and have the, uh, do the comments. I encourage you to share this. This is a very, very important time. Chris Fusile coming right up as the uh, restrictions start to strangle businesses. Uh, but I want to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jeff Rourke, what does he do? He's a family-owned and operated business. He's somebody who supports local programming like this. Uh, restaurant and bar owners, as you uh, <laughs> are trying to fight for survival, you need to save all the money that you possibly can. Jeff Rourke can do that. He does tap installations, and he also does maintenance. Maintenance is very important. Um, don't skimp on the quality of your products. The brewers want their beer to taste like it was intended to taste. And Lord knows we need good tasting beer right now. So if you have that need and you want to save some money, if you're pouring inefficient beer, Jay, what are you doing? You are pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. It's a simple phone call away. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720 272 3809. Once again, it's 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. I just played a clip of the governor as we welcome Chris Fusile to the show. Uh, hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, Greg. How are you? Well, I expected you to say, you know what, Greg, I'm not doing so well today as these <laughs> regulations and restrictions tighten and put basically the plastic bag over your head and your business. You're suffocating right now. Please react. Well, you're right. I shouldn't be saying I'm doing well. I'm trying to paint a, as pretty face as possible, but uh, not today is really when reality sets in. And I've got a meeting here at three o'clock with my managers to review which of my 78 staff that I'm going to keep and which ones I'm going to furlough. And we're anticipating probably furloughing 60% of the staff. And, and this time it's just so much more difficult mm. than last time, because last time at least owners had PPP money, uh, staff uh, would receive federal unemployment money or $1,200 stimulus check. Right now, none of that is to be had. And we can't wait until January for any of that relief to come to us. Mm. Well, uh, happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas, huh? <laughs> well, and that, that's, that's the thing, is that um, the timing couldn't be worse. And, you know, next week is Thanksgiving. And to, to go into Thanksgiving for many of my staff and Troy Guard staff and all the other people that you're going to have on today, all the, the hundreds, the, not hundreds, I'm sorry, the thousands of workers that are going to be furloughed here because we cannot survive on takeout delivery. We barely survived in 25% capacity. 17% of us survived only at 50%. So this is just another, it, it's the worst time yet. It, it's more than a gut punch. And the, the optimism, at least before we knew there was some relief, but now, for me to tell my staff, guess what? Um, not only am I furloughing you, I don't know when I'm gonna be able to bring you back. And I think we can probably look at December 20th, but 
I'm not keeping my, uh, you know, I'm not keeping my hopes up. Well, when they talk about the treatment of the symptom is more deadly than the actual cure, and what's happening here is it's an interesting thing. I, you know, when I grew up, my mama would say, "Don't quit your job until you have another one." And the governor, it's like, don't shut it down unless you have some relief in sight. There's really, there's a lot of fumbling going on. It seems very arbitrary. The pick and choose of who and what gets shut down is uh, in person for uh, K through five learning in person is encouraged at that point. And we, well, I mean, we all know little kids are just running around carriers. That's what they are, any kind of sickness. And you, you look at restaurants and, and the sanitation and the cleanliness and the trained employees. Uh, I say hashtag safer at restaurants. Um, this, this is truly um, a backbreaking blow to the industry right now. I, I, I'm sitting across from me as my assistant general manager. She's got a fourth grader and she's looking at me like, are you kidding me? We're gonna trust my fourth grader and her classmates more than what we do. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. And and like Sonia Riggs said, I mean, outbreaks are less than 10% attributable to full service restaurants, whereas, you know, schools and private gatherings. And I think it was disappointing yesterday about the press conference is that nothing said about any other type of industries. I mean, nothing like, hey, you know, we need our, our grocery stores, those people to wipe down their carts better. Uh, you know, I see that personal services are still at 25 people. I see places of worship are still, uh, I've got what percentage they're allowed. Yet we're the ones that continue to pay the brunt and the ultimate price. And I think there's going to be so many people in the next few days that will not be doing takeout delivery, that will close and will never come back. Mm. Oh, today's a day of just listening and reactions. I mean, Chris, I can't step into your shoes. I don't walk a mile in them every single day. I can't imagine the struggles that you're going through and the, the many other uh, restaurant owners that we will hear from today. Uh, but I want to give you the floor. I, I want to just, just listen for a few minutes. You've got a captive audience right now. The floor is yours. Industry leaders, restaurant owners, front of the house, back of the house. This is a real industry show. Also, the end consumer watches and listens as well. Please take uh, that floor and utilize a couple of minutes um, to say whatever you'd like, Chris. <laughs> Boy, um, thank you, Greg. Really appreciate the opportunity. And what's great about your show is you covering the plight of restaurants and, and what we're going through. And so I really need folks to understand that this is such a significant blow to so many people. And that if there's ever time to do takeout and delivery, or if we're fortunate here at Blake Street, I, I do have outdoor dining. I do have a giant tent. And I, you know, it, it's not the greatest ambience that I want. I have a big screen TV out there, but you know, it, it's, it's better than, than nothing. But I, I'm lucky that I've got that, uh, but most people don't have that. And so, you know, please consider, you know, takeout would be the number one option. I mean, cause then we, you can avoid fees that we'd have to pay to companies like DoorDash and, Grubhub and Uber Eats. But if that's not an option, then do delivery. And, and at least in Denver, uh, City of Denver capped delivery fees at 15%. So that isn't so bad. But then another thing too, is that if people, and a lot of people are not comfortable going out and we understand that. Support us with the purchase of gift cards. You know, most of our websites have an ability where you can purchase a gift card or you can call up the restaurant. But, you know, I think those three things, you know, it, it can't emphasize it enough takeout, delivery, you know, gift cards. 
the, the biggest thing here too is you mentioned it earlier, Greg, is that the staff that we furlough, where are they going to get jobs? I mean, they're, they're, where, where are those jobs? They could get a job at Amazon, Whole Foods, bag and groceries, but the jobs are not there. So, you know, we, we really need people to be empathetic to what we're going through and, and to, you know, people were, when this happened the first time around, we got a lot of support, a lot of support in the beginning. And then the support waned after a while. Well, now we need support more than ever, especially in times of Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we really need people to support us. And I'll tell you what, one of my best friends, he texted me this morning and said, hey, I want to give you a thousand bucks and I want you to bring food over to the Catholic charities. And I thought, man, that is awesome. So, I mean, if people don't want to, you know, get food for themselves, uh, they want to do something terrible like that. I think that's just an awesome, awesome idea. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm really, you know, scouring the country and to see what other restaurants are doing to canvas here. And I'm curious to see what, what Troy's going to do here mm. and what others are going to do because, um, it's really very frightful, disheartening. And, um, you know, I think I said somewhere to, I was telling my staff that this is really is going to be a nuclear winter. So we really need everyone's help as much as possible. Digging in. Um, I, I personally, I was up till 6 a.m. this morning cutting up and dissecting the governor's press conference and just talking and connecting with people. But uh, making that connection, keeping that support, creativity needs to flow. But God bless um, the service industry employees right now that have worked so hard, that have just been unprotected while you sit at a table without a mask, doing the work that you probably wouldn't do, showing up every single day and doing that. Chris, I have a 22-second clip uh, to your point about uh, who's being affected right now. I'm going to play this 22-second clip and give you 30 seconds, and then we're going to move on to Troy Gard in the next segment. We'll also hear from George Eater uh, from Pizza Republica and Chef Brother Luck at the top of the hour. Here's that clip, and then we'll get your reaction. Now, look, uh, we all know this isn't easy for Coloradans. It's not easy for those who are worried about their health. It's also not easy for those who are worried about their paycheck. And uh, really, none of us are going to get through this pandemic unscathed, whether it's the health of a friend or loved one or yourself, or whether it's your pocketbook. Uh, everybody is facing very real challenges. Go ahead. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, um, I just wish the governor was more collaborative. I wish there was more discussions. I wish that there was someone in his inner circle that was a small business person, someone that was a restaurant hospitality person, someone that really feels the pain. Um, I'm, I'm not buying it that everyone's going to share in this. I mean, at that press conference yesterday, we were the one industry that was targeted out of everybody. You can also say gyms were cut down to 10%. I forgot what else he mentioned, but there was no mention of any other industry that is sharing this. This is a lockdown for our industry. Let's be clear here. It is a lockdown. And so we're the ones that are facing it. You know, my 78 employees, Troy Guards, you know, 300 something employees, more than that. Well, he's got way more than that. Um, you know, this is really real. And um, I wish the governor would go back to having conversations with us because I, we continue to find out about this on, uh, on the back end of the deal. 
and um, people are scrambling. People are scrambling. How about this? We're changing this order at Friday at five o'clock. It's right in the middle of the day. If you're sitting inside a restaurant, we got to tell you, hey, guess what? Five o'clock. You got to boot. You got to go. You're out of here. I mean, really? I mean, think about the timing there. I mean, start the darn thing at eight o'clock in the morning when no one's open or whatever. But, you know, there's just I, I just, you know, there are good people out there like Sonia Riggs that want to work with the governor and and they're they're willing to to get, you know to give their opinions and give our feedback and we just haven't seen enough of that. Hmm. Uh, I can tell you one thing the uh, Chris Fusiles of the world uh, we really need you to come out on the other side of this as the division gets bigger from small business to large business and who can actually afford to go into personal debt in order to keep their dream alive. Uh, I admire what you do, and I admire what everyone in the restaurant community is facing right now on the small level, and we need you to be around. You keep your head up, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, that is the question right now, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, is, are a lot of these small business owners willing to go into personal debt? And there's no relief in sight. Uh, on a federal level, stimulus should come from the federal government, and uh, Congress will not act, I believe, um, before the changing of the guard on January 20th. And when the new Congress is uh, in session, and m maybe they'll come to terms at that point, but right now, uh, leaning on Colorado with these latest restrictions to be able to create some relief. And, and uh, that, that was an interesting thing I just saw right there. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I want to leave you with this clip from... Yeah. I needed a laugh right yeah. there. Yeah, hold, hold I, on. I needed Chef that laugh. Troy, I'm in That's love with right. you. Uh, okay, cool. Let me play this clip from, Jared, uh, from Governor Polis, and we'll come Sorry, back to guys. the Modern Eater show. And I encourage you to join me in supporting our restaurants during these challenging times by treating your family to takeout or delivery. And we look forward to working with the legislature to help our cherished neighborhood businesses uh, get through this difficult time period. <laughs> I love the laugh. Like right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. 
We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, for those counties that are entering the red phase, uh, indoor dining is temporarily closed. Restaurants and coffee shops still offer takeout, delivery, outdoor dining. Um, but um, even for the outdoor dining, it really should just be this, your household going out. It can be on a date with your, your, your significant other. It can be your family of four, your family of five, but not you know eight, ten friends getting together from different households. That is how the virus spreads. All right. Uh, that's the governor, Governor Polish, yesterday in a, in a one-hour press conference talking about the latest restrictions and really restaurants seem to be the target of those restrictions. Indoor dining is closed and this gentleman right here who uh, thrives on indoor dining, fine dining experiences as well and really doesn't like outdoor dining. Uh, I don't really believe that COVID doesn't go outside into tents but um, that's just my opinion. Chef Troy, Troy Gard joins us right now, Tag Restaurant Group and always value your opinion. Chef uh, just reactions. First of all, uh, go ahead. React to yesterday's press conference. I don't even know how to react, honestly, Jay and Greg. And uh, Chris is, uh, you know, someone I look up to as well in the business who was just on before me. And, you know, we were put on a committee um, months ago back in March to give some feedback and thoughts to the mayor, the governor, etc., and it does—it just doesn't seem like they listen. It, it, it's like, you know, we're just there, kind of as puppets. And uh, you know, this stuff is very, very—it's like I said, I'm—I'm I'm at a loss for words right now because I've already gone through it once, and now I have to do it again. And now it's even worse because it's Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Um, and what are, what is everyone going to do through the holidays? You know, uh, it, it makes me sad. It makes me sick to my stomach. And just like Chris said, you know, I'm making a list right now of who I have to furlough. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well. So, uh, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to put into words right now. It makes me sick to my stomach as well, Chef, and I have personal conversations with you and kind of just taking your pulse as we've navigated through this together, truly. But it's coming to a point in time to where restaurants and restaurateurs and restaurant owners are having to make that tough decision because, let's face it, you do not have, you're not sitting on a stack of cash that you just have an endless surplus of money. Uh, I'm sure you're being faced with the very real reality that for your businesses to survive, you're going to have to look at personal debt. Is that an option? You know, like Chris was saying earlier on, we had the PPP money and a lot of the people that I talked to did, did fairly well, meaning 
Of course, we didn't do the numbers we did in 19, but we did well enough um, to make money, quote unquote, if all this PPP money is forgiven. But now we're having to use it to get through fall and winter. And some will be able to sustain and make it through and some, quite frankly, won't. Um, We're hoping there's more PPP money, but you can't count on that. And so, um, you know, people like the Tag Restaurant Group, we have to do a capital call, meaning we have to call the investors and say, hey, guys, this is where we're at. And you know what? Some of the investors may put in money and some may not. Um, And the truth of the matter is for Tag Restaurant Group, we will probably close a few restaurants for good some for the season and uh we know that we're we're also going to take a pretty big hit we're talking like hundred thousand dollar losses per month and uh you know we're weighing out our options right now and i'm not even kidding you know it's It's mind-blowing that last year we had 620 employees. Right now we have 200, and maybe by next week we'll have 25. (laughs) I'm – it's been a long time since I've been at a loss for words, Chef. You know, I, I, I get it. Everyone wants to be safe and needs to be safe. But like Chris said, why are you starting it on Friday? You know, like now I have to call hundreds of reservations that we have to cancel because it's fucking Denver Denver restaurant week. Right. So what is going on with that? So we just spent all this time and money to campaign for that, to help restaurants out. And now literally I'm calling hundreds of reservations to tell them we're closed because we don't have tents at any of our restaurants. So trying to swallow that pill is really, really hard. I feel you bleeding right now. It, it breaks my heart. Um, you are, you're the steward of so many folks, the industry people that look up to you and employees that count on you. And really just that helpless feeling of not having the answers right now just must be devastating to you as you navigate into this next left-hand turn that's been taken. What is next? Um, You mentioned maybe the attrition of a couple of your restaurants. Is that something that you can share with us here on the show today? No, because it has to do with leases and lawyers and landlords and all that kind of fun stuff. So but it's something that uh, uh, is unfortunately very real. And again, it's, it's mind blowing, like I said, to, to, to see what we did in 19 and see what we're doing in 2020. And if you're a gambler, I don't know how you kind of keep, keep, keep going on this right there's no i i don't see an end in sight 
everyone tells me there's a vaccine and it's 90% or 95% this and a new president that and, you know, but w- when is that? Do we know January, March, mm-hmm. June, November next year? Nobody knows. No. So. And the goalposts keep moving. and They do. That's the hardest thing when you you don't have, you know, you can have your game plan, but like you said, it, it changes every day and every week. And I thought the governor's speech yesterday was kind of lousy. Like, why did you wait 40 minutes to tell us about the lockdown instead of telling us right away? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's get to the point, guys. We're all in this together. And information needs to be told right away, not not sugarcoated, not not hidden. And I'm not even kidding. Today I'm opening the Colorado Mills Mall because I've been planning this for a month. So we've been training for two weeks. We brought in food. We've hired new people. And now maybe tomorrow or the next day I've got to figure out what I'm going to do with thousands of dollars worth of food and staff again. It's mind-boggling. What do you need from us? What do you need from the community? What can we do to help? Everybody stay positive, stay safe, but get out there and support local. I mean, I know it sounds like a cliche or, you know, whatever. Uh, Everybody needs us. Last night we went online and we looked who's open, who can we help out? And we went and uh, helped out a restaurant last night. We try to do that at least once a week as a family and get takeout. And um, uh, I think it's very important to help everybody out. Even the chains need help, but think of your local people, independent restaurants, retailers, everybody first that's what i would say agreed right absolutely agreed um i don't know what's next but what i do know for sure as the only thing that's certain is uncertainty that we need each other more than ever and you're right local is is just it's paramount right now We'll be checking back in with you, and um, I tell you time and time again, can can you mute our next guest? Okay. I tell you time and time again, Chef, that I admire what you do for this community. I respect you immensely. You're an innovator. You're a a road cutter, and I know that there will be another side to this. Just like everything comes to an end, this will come to an end, too. And I can't wait to see on the other side what you will do. Uh, I, I respect you. I appreciate that. I, I, I can tell you one thing. I'm, I'm still going to be alive. I don't know in what capacity I'm going to yeah. be working. But I know that I'll be alive and uh, I'm going to do the best I can with our staff, with our company, with our investors, with our guests. And, again, we'll just take it day by day. And, uh, you know, again, everybody needs to uh, – Stay strong, stay together, stay positive. You know, yes, I can be pissed off and I can say this and say that. It's really out of my control. But I I do have control with my dollars that I spend and my voice that I talk with. That's what everybody needs to understand and keep doing. Hmm. Okay, we'll catch up soon. George Eater is a freaking great guy, too. (laughs) Bye. 
buy pizzas. I'll tell you what, you stick around for George Eater because he's got uh, a little bit of his mind that he would like to express as well. And I think that today is just a day of sounding off and reacting. reacting. But I know one thing about the industry. Uh, we will all lick our wounds and we all, we'll all look to tomorrow and the creativity will flow. And uh, there will be another side to this. Chef, hang in there, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everyone who's listening. Go support. Buy, buy gift cards as gifts. Use them. They go a long, long way. Absolutely. That's Chef Troy Gard joining us on the See Modern George. Eater Show. Uh, George Eater coming up next. Right. And uh, we're going to talk to George. I, I got a couple of texts this morning from George, and He's got a lot to say. I'm going to play this clip from Governor Polis, but while I do, I want you to take a moment and, and watch our commercials for some great local um, products and purveyors. These are the people that you really need to support throughout this. Um, local is everything, just like Chef said. So we'll come back with George Eater. Also, at uh, the top of the hour, I think we're a little bit behind schedule. We'll check in with Brother Luck in the next hour as well, another just great community leader in the service industry and restaurants. An inspiring gen gentleman. I can't wait to hear what brother has to say about this. I think right now, as we um, enter probably about uh, 45 minutes to an hour of this show, the tone is really from the restaurant owners is my employees. My employees. Mm -hmm. I'm terribly upset for my employees. And it's real. This is real, you guys. Um, here's the governor from his press conference yesterday. Um, these trends that we're worrying about um, in many parts of our state are, are exponential. And we've seen this happen across our country. It's happening in the upper Midwest now. To just, it, 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 we're, we're just a few steps behind that here in Colorado. And it's a problem everywhere in our state. In Adams County, one in 58 people currently contagious with coronavirus. In Denver, one out of 64 contagious with coronavirus. In Arapahoe County, one out of 83. Uh, statewide, about one in 110 people are contagious with coronavirus. Uh, that's the governor talking about uh, contagious Colorado. Uh, are treating the symptoms more deadly right now um, than actually what we need to do with the cure? Uh, it's, a t it's a tough decision to face, and only time will tell what side of history uh, Governor Polis will be on. Seems a little ar arbitrary on how he's picking and choosing, but restaurants seem to be the target right now. We'll continue the conversation right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado with George Eater next, Pizza Republica on the Modern Eater Show. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms, and I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Kreider here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back 
to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans. I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Back to the show in just a second, you guys. But before we do that and talk to George Eater from Pizza Republica, I want to talk to you about bread. And I'm talking Aspen bread. Aspen Baking Company, aspenbaking.com. Since 1994, chefs, they've been making the freshest bread in Denver. Uh, no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no uh, uh, um, chemicals. They don't freeze it. They don't do any of that stuff. Chefs, if you need a place to get bread from because you can't do it in your kitchen, Aspen Baking. That's where you go to do it. Whether it's focaccia, uh, scones, do you have sticky buns? They have sticky buns. If you need sticky buns, you go there. If you need catering, you go there too. Boxed lunches, you guys. Aspenbaking.com is where you go for all the delicious bread that you need in the city. And I'm a bread guy. Take it from me. Chefs, AspenBaking.com is where you want to go. Now, look, uh, we all know this isn't easy for Coloradans. It's not easy for those who are worried about their health. It's also not easy for those who are worried about their paycheck. And uh, really, none of us are going to get through this pandemic unscathed, whether it's the health of a friend or loved one or yourself, or whether it's your pocketbook. Uh, everybody is facing very real challenges. Mm, interesting comment. We'll have George Eater comment on that. I want to tell you, uh, we interrupted our regular schedule programming, wall-to-wall uh, -wall coverage of just as the front range reacts with business owners, restaurant owners, um, giving their reaction to the current and latest uh, shutdowns. We do have a poll question out there I want to direct your attention to that's on uh, the stream right now. Do you approve of the current restrictions on restaurants? Uh, we've got a 26 to 74 split. 26% uh, of folks, or 41 people, say yes, and 74% say heck no, and 118 people uh, chimed in for that as well. I've got to tell you our regular scheduled programming in Studio Kitchen Colorado. We have great segments for you, uh, one of them being the TME News Update that we start the show with every day. We encourage you to go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and click on notifications to get alerted to when we go live. We also do an In the Kitchen that is brought to you by a very special gentleman in Rich O'Brien and Elevation Food Service reps. And right now, if you're jockeying for position and trying to really hone in on what your outdoor dining will look like, um, get a hold of Rich O'Brien because he's got a lot of great 
uh, creative ideas for you. That's, again, that's Rich O'Brien from Elevation Food Service Reps. And so without further ado, we'll welcome him to the stream right now. He's a friend of ours, um, just a great industry guy. He's been around forever and a day. He is the uh, who's who of what's what. The two and only George Eater enters the show right now. And George, unscathed. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Jeff Bezos, unscathed? Uh, who's, who's unscathed on this thing here? Unscathed. Walmart's not unscathed. Grocery store chains aren't on skate. Marijuana companies aren't on skate. They're they're flourishing right now. They're like the busiest they've ever been. Real estate mortgage companies are not on skate. They're packed. You know, they're having the stock market's going nuts on. They call a lot of these COVID stocks. Look at Clorox. These guys are making money hand over fist. I think it's completely irresponsible that we're shutting down restaurants right now. It makes no sense. We're not where the outbreaks are. It's schools. It's large gatherings. We haven't had a large gathering in our restaurant in nine months. Well, Largest me, table we've taken is a party of eight. Let me play you a clip from the governor from his press conference yesterday. We want to make sure we emphasize the need for K-5 uh, especially to return to in-person instruction. Um, we feel that based on the data for many families, and for many kids, that is the safest place they can be with the safety parameters that we have at school. Uh, and we encourage, um, we encourage that in-person service so that uh, our children's future is not yet another casualty of this pandemic. Mm, casualty of this uh, pandemic. And I, I want to use that same thought process that, got, that the governor was using right there on uh, safety. That's really the tone of that. The safest place for children to be is in a learning center where he believes that... That's where the spread has the least chance. Okay, fine, Governor. Obviously, that's a favorite of yours. Put that same thought process into the hashtag that you should be using right now, hashtag safer at restaurants. I believe restaurants are safer than anything that will take place of relegating people into dark corners or into alleys or into apartments. It's going to happen. And restaurants should be open in order to be that regulatory system um, that's very effective in curbing the, the spread of coronavirus. George, just your thoughts on that. I've been the mask police for nine months. I haven't heard of one government official coming into any business to monitor people wearing a mask. We do it. Governor Polis, you are fucking wrong. Flat out. We're the ones on the front lines that have been battling this for nine months. And for you to do what you did yesterday is fucking criminal. Okay? You're lucky if we don't all band together and try and sue the damn state. It's flat out wrong. We've taken every precaution to keep our staff safe and our guests safe. None of the numbers point to any of this outbreak coming from restaurants. You're targeting one area of the economy and one specific set of businesses alone. And you walk into Micro Center, there's 150 people in line buying computer parts with no social distance at all. You go to Costco, Sam's Club, Walmart right now, there's 5,000 people in the fucking store. These, those big companies are making money hand over fist. You're letting us little guys take it up the ass? You're, you're so far out of the line, it's not even funny. Hmm. Um, that's real. That's a real that's reaction. Real. You're not glorifying or trying to be salacious right now. You're no. absolutely frustrated. We had a short brief conversation on the phone today about footing and just does he expect us to lay off our staff right before thanksgiving and christmas 
what kind of evil guy does that? Okay, I understand this is a public health crisis. If we're part of the public health crisis, pay us to close. Give us the ability to take care of our rent, to save our business, to take care of our staff, and do the right thing. If you can't do that, don't ask us to, to bend over and just die, because we're not going to do that. Talks about casualties of, of uh, victims of coronavirus, COVID, uh, being in a couple of thousands. And you and I had the question that we were wondering is, how many thousands of businesses do you believe have died and will die from this? And again, the question being, is treating the symptoms right now uh, more deadly than the virus itself? Yeah, I bet you it's five times the COVID deaths. Bet you there's more than 10,000 small businesses have already closed versus the 2,200 people that have passed. And trust me, we don't want to lose not one person. Exactly. I don't want anybody to die. But you're focused on the wrong part of the problem. There's therapeutics. We know way more about this virus now than we ever have. Get the Regeneron and Eli Lilly antibodies out there. Spend the money there. Get the vaccine out there. Take care of our healthcare workers. Take care of our at-risk people and elderly so they don't get it. And let us restaurants, we've been operating responsibly for nine months. Let us do what we do. We have more cleaning. I've spent $5,000 on bipolar ionization for our HVAC system with crazy filters just because it gives me and my staff peace of mind. Mm -hmm. We have complete air change over in the restaurant every seven and a half minutes. Hmm. we've cleaned and sanitized to where our fingers are cracking because of the sanitization that we do. And we still haven't had one case at our restaurant. We haven't had one guest get sick at our restaurant. We've done it. We keep tighter eyes on the laws and the, the restrictions than anybody. Restaurants are responsible places. You are literally safer at a restaurant than you are at your own house when you invite your neighbors over. Hmm. Like, I, I'm so frustrated by how the government is handling this with their pass the buck mentality. Let's just push this off on the local health department. Let's push this off somewhere else. Governor Polis, health department officials, do your fucking job. Okay? And don't do these random shutdowns to businesses that are the lifeblood of the community and expect us to lay off our staff right now. Mm. That's downright criminal. Mm. I haven't seen a health department official in over a year. I've emailed them three times and not received one email back. Did the government think they were just going to get a hall pass? Everybody could take the day off, work from home for nine months, and no one's going to realize what's going on? Come on, guys. We're here every day. Mm -hmm. Get I, it together. I know you can take a, a whooping and a beating, but you're very protective, just as well you should be, of your employees. You've asked, my, the, you've asked them to rely on you and to follow you through these very, very uh, scary months that the uncertainty is just real and true. And They've walked with you, and you've guided them, and now you're at the very real reality of letting them down again. I say it time and time again, when restaurants and bars are outlawed, restaurant and bar owners will become outlaws. How close are you to that? I'm close. 
not going to lie. I've got to take care of my staff. They're my family. Okay. And I've got millions of dollars invested in this and it, we've taken every precaution I can take. I've pissed off more guests than I can tell you because I won't let them walk in my restaurant without a mask because I won't let them split a party of 12 into three separate tables. We don't take any shortcuts. When we did our dinners downtown, I was a ball buster. Okay? I am not going to open the downtown restaurant until June of 2021 because there's a 2000 bed hospital at the convention center that's never been used ever. It doesn't make any sense. Like Governor Polis, have you left your office? Do you, do you talk to anybody outside that's in the real world? Because what you're doing right now makes zero sense. You're going to tell thousands of people they can go to the grocery store. You're going to tell thousands of people they can go to the liquor store, thousands of people to go to the dispensary, thousands of people to go to any numerous businesses, but we can't do it correctly. You're out of your fucking mind. Play you a clip, George, and we've got Brother Luck that's probably standing by, and I want to finish. Brother this. Luck, love you, buddy. Yeah, play this I clip. Feel you, pain. you 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 did mention the downtown location, and again, our downtown is just seeing devastation. I don't, I don't really see a foreseeable future, even if there is a vaccine that's available tomorrow. Of how. Um, the reversal of the attrition is actually going to make a vibrant shopping and dining community downtown, which is it's a terrible thing. And again, to reiterate what you said, we're not looking for anybody to lose their life over anything. But we also have to mitigate. We have to figure out what's going to be more damaging, what's more severe. And if this is all predicated on hospitalizations, George will reiterate it again, but I'll play you this clip. An update on, on where we are, 4,331 new cases today. Uh, at this moment in time, 1,378 uh, Coloradans are currently hospitalized. So um, this is a very, very real in our hospitals. Uh, most will make it out, some won't. Um, and in fact, we have lost 2,299 Coloradans uh, due to COVID. Go ahead. Hospitalizations. Governor Polis, you've got 2,000 beds at the convention center that have gone unused. There's no one there. I have a restaurant in the convention center. The city's my landlord. It's been closed all year. Come on. What are we really doing here? Get the antibodies out. If you test positive for COVID, Give them the antibody shot. They'll have less symptoms. They'll get through it way faster. Get the vaccine out there so people can be protected. Give it to our healthcare workers. They need it the most. Then give it to people at senior citizens homes or at-risk population. This is not rocket science at this point. We all know what needs to happen. Quit making it political. Everybody's arguing Democrat, Republican, and on the ground, we are sitting here getting the shit beat out of us because you guys can't settle a schoolyard argument. Give us the damn stimulus pack. You want us to close? We'll close. Give me the ability to take care of my staff. That's all I ask. Mm -hmm. Well, my friend, uh, unfortunately, you are in that holding pattern of hurry up and wait. Yep. We'll, we'll check back in with you, George. 
Yep. Good. Shout out, Chris. Love you. Troy, love you. Brother Luck, love you. Thanks, Jay and Greg, for getting the word out there. And, you know, guys, we're just going to keep fighting like hell to get through this. Heard. Heard, Chef. Talk to you soon. George Eater, Pizza Republica. That's real. That's real stuff right there. Um, you know, generally, we, we try and find other words to use. Um, but the, the expletives are real, and they're flying, and we don't blame you. Frustration seems to be rampant right now as the front range reacts. We have this gentleman, uh, highly respected. He's a friend of ours. He never pulls any punches. He says like it is. He's a motivator. He is a teacher. He's a learner. He's an all-around gentleman. His name's Chef Brother Luck. He'll be up next on the Modern Eater Show. Hey, you guys. Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Come on. Uh, you know, we got that great facility over in Park Hill that yes. we really, we want people to come over, yeah. try things out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. And so there's a lot of times where people will come to us. Justin Brunson, a great example. I was over at uh, River Bear yesterday mm -hmm. and I said to him, just give me your dream. Yeah. You know, tell my organization what yeah. it is you want your dream to be and sure. how you want to get there. And then we'll figure out how to get you there. Okay. Because... There really isn't anything that can't be done realistically. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about Canberra, yeah. we talk about all the Middleby brands, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, Pitco, Blodgett, you know, Turbo Chef, you know, these are best in class brands. Glass Tender, we were just talking about earlier, Wonder Bar, Steel Light, Dexter, I mean, American Metalcraft, you just go on down the line. We have best in class brands. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're able to really answer anybody's need. And that's why I always tell everybody, tell me what you're home. Is. I strip down to my skivvies. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, Steve Gould from Golden Moon Distillery and Golden Moon Speakeasy. When I get my cocktails to go from Golden Moon Speakeasy, I go home, I kick back and I watch the modern eater. <laughs> skivvies. Hey, I'm a Marine. It's skivvies, man. Uh, and that's correct. We cannot possibly do what the federal government can do. We can't do an economy-wide PPP uh, uh, program. Uh, we can't do a $1,200 assistance to every Coloradan. We can't do a weekly UI plus up. Uh, but none of that is an excuse for us not to do what we can to ease the pain and difficulty of small businesses and the people of Colorado. And I'll turn it over to our legislative leaders. Mm. That's your governor, Jared Polis, as we continue on the Modern Eater Show. Brother Luck joins us right now. Uh, he's in the Brother Luck office. And, brother, it's great to see your face. Uh, nobody wants to see anybody injured or get hurt, and that's really what this is all, you know, hospitalizations. It's confusing. It seems arbitrary. It's a pick and choose. It's a I don't know what it is, but we're reacting today. And you are on the front line, if you will, and you know better than anybody else what's needed, what you're feeling, what's going on, safety, the whole nine yards. Brother Luck, react on the Modern Eater Show, if you would. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a tough time for all of us. Um, I think the most important thing is, is the camaraderie. You know, the restaurant industry, as, uh, as powerful as we are and can be, uh, we're not when we're divided. And I, I think that's the common common phrase that I keep hearing on a lot of, you know, conversations and phone calls. You know, we need to speak up together. You know, the reason these 
big corporations, these these big industries are receiving stimulus packages. The reason they're they're getting relief, the way they're getting assistance, the way they're getting uh, relaxed opportunities is because they're speaking up together. You know, and that's the one thing is if if I'm fighting as an individual restaurateur, I'm never going to be heard. You know, so we, it's even more imperative for us to really be pushing um, the narrative between, you know, restaurant associations and, and national chapters and larger organizations and, and even sponsors, you know, people that that, you know, we we help out or, or, or we provide entertainment for or we're donating stuff. For. These are organizations that, you know, need to be helping us at this point. Supporting each other um, and local, I mean, doing what you can, do, doing what you can when you can, even the, the smallest of details, which I see right there, uh, supporting another great Colorado brand. You've got a bandana of on Distillery 291 on your head. And it's just, what do you do with your dollars? And every little bit counts and, and coming in. But as you're navigating into this left-hand turn and what that means to you, I'm not sure how this affects Colorado Springs. That's where you're at. Can you give us an update on where it stands in Colorado Springs and what you plan to do on this next level of navigation? You know, I'm, 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 I feel extremely blessed to be um, in the Colorado Springs market, El Paso County, um, because there is such a great relationship between our health department, our government, and uh, our local business owners. I mean, there's a lot of good dialogue happening right now. Uh, we're one of the few counties that haven't made the transition to uh, the next level. So we're still operating at the 25% for now. Um, we all anticipate it's coming. I mean, if it hits Denver, it's, it's following suit uh, eventually. Um, so I think everyone's kind of gearing up for it. But the communication that we're receiving down here as a collective um, is is extremely powerful. It's uh, it's it's amazing to watch it happen. You know, and the thing is, is, is we've been dealing with this for months now. Um, we've been operating safely. We've been following procedures. We've been cleaning, social distancing. You know, half of our restaurant tables are locked away right now. I mean, I've, I've got half of four seats downstairs in a basement for, for a while now. Um, it's, it's, it's insane to, to have that much, uh, you know, come at you at once. But uh, for us, a lot of it has just been um, getting creative uh, together and finding out unique ways. I mean, one of the narratives we're pushing right now here at Colorado Springs is, is how do we create a campaign for our local market with local news, local media, um, different partnerships, downtown partnership. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only bad clothing. If we can sit on a ski slope and we can enjoy beers and cocktails and snacks and appetizers next, next to the, to the, you know, to the lodge outside, why can't we do that in restaurants? So we need to push that narrative into our communities. Um, to encourage people to, to bundle up and, and still come dine. You know, I, I think that's that's where we're at at this point. Um, we still have outdoor dining. We still have to-go service. Uh, it, it's it's a huge handicap, but, I mean, life's a handicap, honestly. Mm. Um, I've just, I, <laughs> I, I think once you've been on the very bottom, like, you know, you can't go nowhere but up. So it's a, it's a choice to have a good attitude. And, and a lot of our staff, watch us. They listen to us. Um, they feed off of our energy. And it's, it's one of my constant things right now is I'm, I'm choosing to not uh, be negative or, or upset as far as like, as a leader, I, I can't, I, I, I'm trying to protect them. I'm doing everything I can to generate revenue. 
um, create opportunities for them to, to take care of their families and, uh, and reach out to every resource that I have um, as, a, as, a, as a group down here um, and support those people. I mean, you know, it's more than just money for some people. Some of them, it's they're homesick and they, they're, they're quarantined or they can't go out or, you know, they, they've got medical issues going on and, and how can we help with that? So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of scenarios that we're just kind of looking at. Hmm. It's it's all surreal. It's all very surreal. It's it's you could have you could not have written a script that had gone this way. And the only thing that's certain is uncertainty and kind of just navigating and and playing it by the hip. And I, I appreciate your calm demeanor. And you know, some might say it's because, well, brother's not shut down all the way. He he hasn't lost it yet. He doesn't have to have those tough conversations with his employees. I'll guarantee you this one thing: he's prepared to. He's prepared for yeah, and and, and that's the difference is, you know, it's 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 not right that we're getting we're getting the we're getting the the blame. It's not right, and the the shameful part is that everyone knew this was coming. So where was the preparation? If if you knew you were going to be shutting down restaurants and you saw trends continuing. Where was the preparation as far as like getting the the funding and, and dispersing dollars to help out these small businesses? And I've I, I've closed my restaurant once, um, laid off my entire teams at both both locations, and reopened them, rebuilt them, uh, put in new business modules and, and ways to survive. And and I've stayed in a defensive mindset um, for the last six months, seven months. I mean, I, I've literally literally been trying to protect everything and, and put us in a position to survive another shutdown. Um, so if I'm thinking that way as a business owner, why isn't our government thinking that way? And, and that's what kind of, you know, blows my mind. I think, you know, listening to the last conversation, it is a schoolyard fight. It's argument that, you know, we're so divided right now uh, as far as, you know, it's a, it's a political issue, but in reality, you know, they can push through dollars. No problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, we need to we need to have a voice. We need to be speaking as a collective. So true. I mean, and it comes down to some basic just rules of life. I mean, my mama said, I'm sure your mama said too. Don't quit your job until you have another one. Don't shut down the restaurants and the economy until you have some kind of relief on the horizon that's that's actually tangible. That's there. That that will cause that hope instead of just this reflux this reflux that's happening right now. And, you know, another thing that I worry about too, and you talk about arbitrary, apparently, you know, in your county, uh, COVID's not as severe, right? Okay, I can take that. We go off of hospitalizations. But truth be told, there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to say, well, I'm going to Colorado Springs for dinner this weekend. And they're going to go across the street to where restaurant or bar owner on one side of the streets in one county, and he's closed down. And on the other side of the street, Restaurant bar owner is at twenty five percent capacity. Help me find yeah, logic and, in that. And, and, and here, here's the thing: at the end of the day, it's not that we're not, not as severe um, because we are. I mean, our numbers are climbing just like everyone else's. Um, I think our group has been speaking up uh, and communicating so well with the the health department and and with the officials um, to to maintain our variances and fight for the opportunity to stay open. Um, and, and we know that's probably not going to last. I, it's, I think it, it's a long shot to, to think that El Paso County, which is, you know, the second largest county, 
is is going to stay open. It's just not going to happen. So we know it's coming. Um, but, you know, I appreciate any extra time I can get if it's another 72 hours. That's 72 hours of preparation that I can I can have, um, you know, and I'm grateful for that just to be in this county because of that. Now, that's real. That is really real. OK, I need you to leave us on a positive note. And one of the things that as you were speaking about it, I was writing it down. I think we were thinking the same. It's creativity and that creativity needs to flow. I always say to my team here at the Modern Eater that um, turmoil stifles creativity. You just can't think. You can't get creative. Mm. And we're all in turmoil right now. How do we gain that clarity and, and get past that turmoil to trying to find that center or that chi that's needed in order to figure out like, okay, man, I can do that. I've pivoted a thousand times. I've adjusted my business. You do a lot of great things. Uh, mo motivate us and talk about some of the, the creative things that you're doing down there in, in Colorado Springs. You have such a great personal brand, brother. No, it's, it's staying connected with our community. Um, and, and that's not just the guests who dine in my restaurants or, or the team that I employ. Um, it's other restaurant tours. It's, it's other, you know, people that have gone on to pursue great things. You know, I, ha I had a conversation with a, another young chef here in Colorado Springs uh, this morning um, who I've watched over the years. He's worked for me in the past, uh, recently opened up his, his own concept. He's, he's, he's done everything right. And I, I know he's going through it. You know, I've been in that position as well. And, uh, you know, I, I just called him this morning just to be like, hey, you know, are you good? Do you need anything? Um, don't 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 get caught up in the negativity because, you know, we're in this together. This is somebody that has nothing to do with my business, but it's still someone in my community. And I, I think that's where we have to find joy. That's where we have to find motivation. That's where we have to find inspiration. Um, is those small things, you know, getting the one on ones with people right now um, and, and being able to help and being able to, to get them uh, successful. You know, I think that's what stands out more than, you know, bottom lines like dollars of dollars. They're, they're going to come and they're going to go. You can't take it with you. Um, and if, you know, you screw it up, you screw it up and you start over. Uh, but but relationships are everything. Um, and I, I think that's extremely important right now is, you know, to not put yourself in such an isolated position to where, you know, the enemy can take you out because you're, you're easy pickings. You're such a creative guy, a motivating guy, and I've set you up to promote yourself and you did what I thought you'd do. You promoted others, but I'd keep an eye on Brother Luck's social media. Uh, you do a lot of great creative things. Cooking classes always inspire me. Uh, some cool stuff as you cook at home and I, I just have immense respect for you and love for you and your wife, Tina. I, I, I want to stay connected and we'll see you in the next couple of days. No, absolutely. You know, everybody that's out there, you know, spend your money, spend your money locally, spend it with the small businesses, spend it with the mom and pops, support those people, keep those dollars in your community because those dollars are going to help the families that they employ. Um, you know, we're not lining our pockets with cash. You know, we're not in the restaurant industry because we make money. We're in the restaurant industry because we like to serve and it's hospitality. So, so, you know, when you're spending your money at your local grocery store, you know, try to go to that market versus going to you know, the big chain or go to the small restaurants um, versus getting the Grubhub from the, the big conglomerate. It, it means the world and it makes a big difference. Mm. Man, let's get through this thing. I need one of them big old bear hugs from you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. We'll catch you up soon. Thank you for your time today. 
Absolutely. I really appreciate you. Okay, guys, um, you, you heard, um, and as you've sounded off, again, where you need to be if you're watching this from any other uh, Facebook page other than the Modern Eaters, go over to the Modern Eaters page. I'm going to see if we can do this, Jay. We've got a lot of uh, interaction, and we said we'd get to this in the next segment and read some of the comments from uh, this lively stream today as we really appreciate you joining us. Um, see if you can put today's Zoom call link into the comments. We're going to do this. We're going to open it up to you. If you want to jump in and uh, get on the Modern Eater show today and, and give us your thoughts and opinions, we'll entertain it. We'll give you about a minute. If you're really good, a couple minutes. Um, but we'd like to hear from you. So we're going to put the, zinc, the link uh, to the Zoom call in uh, the comments in the Modern Eater Facebook page stream. And you can sound off and we'll read your comments next. Selena Mitchell, you asked Greg, how can I contribute to create a campaign through social media to promote shopping local? That's a great question. We'll talk about that when we come back next on the Modern Eater Show. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin', 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them. You're tasting them. You're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi. Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Welcome to Tommy Knocker Brewery here in beautiful Idaho Springs. Uh, we brew normally twice a day. Currently brew about 18 different beers. And right here is our brew kettle, steam-fired brew kettle, and uh, we generate our steam with natural gas. We get our natural gas from Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto. I really like working with Brian because he explains how the system works of getting your natural gas. It's not a mystery. I actually understand our energy bill. Watching the Modern Eater, and now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the show. And again, we opened up a Zoom link for you to uh, respond if you'd like. We've got a lot of comments that we're going to go over. But take a look at this. This is a um, hashtag that you really should live and die by. Safer restaurants. I truly believe that restaurants are just the safest place that you could possibly be. Um, regulated to the hilt. Just do all of the right things. And 
And uh, again, supporting them is, is paramount right now. So support local. Okay, we've got a lot. Jay, I want you to jump in on this. And again, if you want to jump into the show, uh, we'll entertain you for about a minute or so if you want to sound off to anything that you heard on the show today. I started the show today, Jay, uh, saying I think this is going to be one of the most powerful shows that we've done. And we've done a lot of shows, especially through the coronavirus coverage. What I can tell you is we're blowing out our wall-to-wall programming. Mm-hmm. As you well know, because you had to cancel our guests that were coming up. Today we were going to be at Elevation Food Service Reps, uh, showing off that beautiful kitchen that Rich O'Brien has. Um, Chef Harold S- Sims was going to be with us today. Mm-hmm. We were going to put together some Thanksgiving stuffing and cranberry. I had Aspen baking sourdough for his, uh, for his stuffing all set up. It's, Ready to it's, go. So for the unforeseeable future, we're going to go wall-to-wall coverage. We will be broadcasting again tomorrow starting at 2 p.m. But I want you to know it's not just the big or the high-end guys, the high-end, the Troy Guards of the world, the Brother Lux. We want to hear from you. If you're a restaurant, a bar owner, a small business, and you've got something to say, we want to get you on the show, and we want to talk to you about it. You can reach out to uh, me and Jay at themoderneater at gmail.com or just hit us through uh, you know DM on our Instagram or Facebook for sure. Okay, some of these comments. I'm surprised nobody's taken us up on jumping in. They must be shy today. A little shy today. No one's jumped into the Zoom link, um, but you're welcome to if you'd like to sound off. Let's cover some of these comments uh, that we had on the show today. Yeah, let's start at the top. Uh, our good friend Aaron Shepard says shared. Oh, that's perfect. Shared. That's what you need to do. The word needs to get out. Brother Luck talked about it time and time again, right? We need to have a concerted effort, a, a collective or a collaborative voice, a bigger voice than just one or putting yourself out on an island. So sharing and liking and subscribing to the things that we do um, they're beneficial to everybody. I, I mean, and I just like, before we get to the next comment, I'd just like to, to reiterate that to where if you're somebody that's watching this or have watched our show and you, and, and you, and you love restaurants like we do and you're, just, and you're heartbroken and everything else, and at the end of the day you're like, well, what can I do? I don't have any money to – you know what you can do? You can literally just share our show. Right, because information, knowledge is power, and if we can get this into more eyes and to more mouths of what's happening to our restaurants, that's where change comes from, and then that's where you know the government notices, and, and that's my soapbox. Share it, uh, Rebecca Berry from Fourth, who did share it, who by did the way. share. It. She says this is basically a shutdown for restaurants. I saw three that posted they are closing today. Mm, Rebecca, you're right. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say that you're wrong, but you're absolutely right. We do have a poll. Do, do you approve of the current restrictions on restaurants? And 27% of people say yes, which surprises me. That equates to 50 people. And then the heck no is uh, 73%, which is 134 people. So it kind of shows you where people's minds are at. Uh, mind you that we are a food and beverage industry show. Um, so you can expect that that tilt there a little bit. Next yeah. comment, uh, Mike Swade. I hope I'm saying that right. The damage do- the damage done to all small businesses is including restaurants is un- unnerving. I can appreciate people being worried about their health, and for those, they have the options to self isolate. I feel for business owners who are losing their livelihoods over an uh, over a mono mm, monomanical government. So, you, you know, I, I really agree with this, and, and there's a division that's taking place, and this is everything that we don't want in an economy. Uh, obviously, uh, unemployment, that's going to be a big thing. Um, but this division to where larger um, chains, restaurants, 
um, people with a surplus of money that can afford to, to either go into personal debt or have a surplus. That division's taking place right now to where they're just these small end restaurants and small end businesses, they don't have those types of resources or that, that um, surplus of money to turn to. So that's what you're going to start seeing right now is the, the fittest or the largest or the biggest, not even necessarily the strongest that will survive, um, but the ones with the most capabilities. And that's really where the playing field is just so wonky right now. So I appreciate that comment, Mike. Uh, and I just want to say I butchered whatever word that was, but it's monomaniacal. Whatever I said, it wasn't it there. Thanks, Mike. Um, replying, you want to you read this? Um, um, uh, Claudio Vero Farifan Loronio. Yeah, Claudio. Um, he says, Mike, monomaniacal, it's our health that we are concerned about, our hospitals, our frontline workers. And listen, uh, uh, Claudia, thank you. I appreciate the comment, too. And that's where it's really a sticky wicket right now is nobody wants to see anybody die. But again, um, treating the symptoms being more deadly than the disease itself is, I mean, truly what we're facing right now. As we look at a couple of thousand, and, and again, every uh, life lost is a terrible thing to happen. Uh, but how many businesses probably in the thousands as well here in Colorado being lost? So we got to take a look at all of those things and just really weigh it right now. It's just unclear. We're on um, freshly cut road right now. Rebecca Berry chimed in during Chris Fusillet's interview. She says, yes, Chris Fusillet. Um, back to Claudia. She says, yes, federal government. The problem is our federal government doesn't believe this is real. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Any, I think that that's probably a swipe at Trump, right? Um, but you're going to get to the other side of where um, the Biden administration is going to get into office and, and it is going to get real. They're, they believe it is very real and it's going to shut down a lot. Um, so just back and forth on, on what's real and what's not. That's a tough thing to put out a statement like that, Claudia. And, and I think everybody thinks this is really w real. Again, it comes to the fact of uh, what's going to create um, the least amount of damage. So thanks for that comment. Yeah, Jonathan Smith chimed in and gave up the 100. Uh, not sure what it was to. Uh, uh, replying to Mike, Claudia, do you under, or, or Mike is replying to Claudia, do you understand the damage done beyond COVID by these lockdowns? Suicide rates, domestic violence, education, just, just to name a few. We have to be responsible and look at the ripple effect and not just focus on whether or not you catch a virus that okay. has a 95% survival rate. That's a, a real long one. And, and again, just other people responding to Claudia. Uh, again, that's where the frustration lies, and these are all very real things as we navigate through these comments of the frustration. The frustration is real, and uh, uh, really, I think what people are looking at is just the attrition of these, of these small businesses and restaurants in particular. This is a tough one, and, and again, these guys are going back and forth. We'll skip down that to Rebecca, Rebecca Berry. Yeah. Rebecca says, uh, the challenge is many of us have taken pay cuts as well. No stimulus means that extra can't go back into the small businesses. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right on the money, Rebecca. Can't mm -hmm. disagree with any of that. Mm -hmm. uh, we continue on, Jonathan's Fish. So, uh, again, that's where the fire lay. There's the division, you guys, and we're seeing this in the comments in the stream today. Um, I, think, I, th I think the consensus is, and you look at restaurants and small businesses, is, is uh, hey, listen, uh, you can shut us down, but you got to fund us. You got to give us money. And there's no federal stimulus relief in sight. They're trying to do and jockey for position what they can on the local level. But let's just face it, the Colorado Kitties, the coffers don't have that type of money in it. 
The money is just not there and available. And you think of $200 million if they can find those funds, right? That's just a big if. And as they call this special session in the legislature and the Senate coming together, that's going to be a tough one because, again, there's going to be a lot of division. That money is a real thing. And if you think that they're not going to want their money back, you got another thing coming. And if I was to guess, they're betting on a role that the federal government will repay them for this money uh, brought forth with this stimulus. Uh, only time will tell which side of history this will be on, but I have a feeling uh, right now that that's just not going to be enough, so I appreciate that comment too. Kermit Krantz, our good buddy over at Frontier Trout Ranch, says, uh, Frontier Trout Ranch feels your pain, but if we can help, let us know. We farmers need you. Uh, absolutely, and again, don't forget about this chain. We saw that exposed as the chain was broken. I mean, how do you get the food to market, and you look at retail versus um, versus the food industry, uh, the service industry portion of this, that if there's one thing that we really learned is that the chain is real and our farmers and agriculture, that can't be forgotten about. Um, these folks are working just as hard. Uh, limiting the restaurants will limit ultimately how they're able to get their products to market and how they're able to sell and, and you know, God forbid, make a profit off of that. But Kermit, you're right. You're a very uh, kind gentleman. I would say the best thing you can do is just keep making that delicious um, Colorado trout down in Swatch, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Keep that fish coming, Kermit. Shoot on over to themoderneater.com and check out the video of Kermit delivering that fish to Denver. Um, here's the last comment. Selena Mitchell says, Greg, how can I contribute to, to create a campaign through social media to promote shopping local? Well, and that's a great question, and I see that a lot. There's actually on people's Facebook feeds, I'm seeing people just ask the question, if you have a local business or restaurant during the holidays here, list your restaurant here because I think a lot of people um, within your sphere or your community or, or your friends that collaborate, um, just the exposure, just the acknowledgement, just the effort of supporting someone else, as we heard from Brother Luck, that, I think that that's really enough, uh, Selena. And if we can come up with something, again, we've come up with hashtag safer restaurants. If we can come up with something more than that, which I believe that there's a lot more creative minds than myself or Jay's, uh, we'll be sure to pass that along to you. But if you want to shoot us an email at themoderneater@gmail.com, if we come up with something good, we'll get a hold of you and we'll see if we can't uh, get you in here to help us out. There have been more comments that have come. Tamara Lynn. Uh, scroll down a little bit there, Jay. Yeah. What does she have to she say? She says, uh, this is t- uh, Tamara. She says, I work at the public house in Colorado Springs, and this just breaks my heart that we, the hospitality industry, again, is being hurt by all of this. I feel so bad for my most awesome bosses and the family I work with. I pray we all, put, we all pull through this uh, SHIT together and make it through. Big hugs to everyone being affected by this. Oh, Tamara, I mean, it is a family, and that's... It's amazing, the service industry, right? You just get the hell beaten out of you. And what do you continue to do? Just want to give. Um, just please, don't, don't let that go away. It's almost like being in a bad relationship to where your heart gets so hardened and you go on to that next relationship and you forget how to love. Don't forget how to give. Don't forget how to be a community leader. Don't forget how to speak up. Don't forget how to love. So I appreciate that comment too. Yeah, Catherine says, can you answer me why we have to close down restaurants but the Denver Broncos can have 6,000 people in the stadium on I, Sunday? I cannot answer that question for you, Catherine. I can't, but if you find that answer out, you let me know. And once that takes place, once that starts to happen, to where you roll that back and you take those, I'll start taking it seriously. In the meantime and in between time, 
uh, these restaurant restrictions, that's a tough pill to swallow. So if you ever get that answer, you let me know, Catherine. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Deanna says, as a small rural restaurant, this is going to kill me and my employees. We have had zero help, and I'm tired of being the target. We have no delivery options. Everything George said, I was jumping up and down with, exclamation point. George didn't pull any punches, right, Jay? He let it fly. He did let it fly. And, again, that's the aggravation and the frustration of these folks that – um, they're just trying to do everything right. And again, he said he's been the mask police. He's uh, turned away parties that um, want him to just, uh, you know, turn, turn, turn your head and don't, don't look and see what's happening over there. And he just hasn't been willing to do it. And it, it's a tough. It's a and, and keep in mind that, that the George Eater that you saw on the show today is not George Eater from March. You know what I mean? He's, he's George Eater from now where it's like he is at the outlaw stage, man. Uh, Robin says, what's, the re- what's real is people are losing their livelihoods. Suicides are real from this dire situation with loss of work. I just wish I had a billion dollars to donate. Mm, Robin, that's sweet. And I know, if, Robin, I know you personally. And if you did have a billion dollars, I don't know if you'd give up the whole billion, but you'd probably give away the mother load of that. And that's the generosity that we need to see right now. I don't know if it's going to be, uh, you know, and truly as we wrap this show up today and as the Front Range reacts, as small business owners and restaurateurs have joined the show here today, just wanted to do a lot of listening. And if there are initiatives that can happen, and again, we need the dust to settle right now to just to see what direction. I think a lot of people are just trying to do this, tune into the Modern Eater Show and listen to other people and to get ideas. Um, but if these ideas come about, and they're, uh, we'll be sure to pass them along to you. But use, utilize your power. Um, you've all got your own little media channels. You've got your own spheres. You've got, you've got a voice. Everybody has a voice. Are you using your voice correctly? All of the political fervor that have gone on for months and months, I think we've lost sight of really what does matter. At the end of the day, what Ho Chi Minh's doing in North Korea or what's happening in the Middle East or what Donald Trump and Joe Biden are doing in Washington, pretty inconsequential uh, to your everyday life. Um, You know that. What matters is local. What matters is our community. What matters is our brothers and sisters, our children, the people that we love, the businesses, our livelihoods, our right to earn a wage, to earn a living. This is real, folks. This is real. The Modern Eater Show is dedicated to keeping this community connected. And from now until the unforeseeable future, we will go wall to wall, starting at 2 p.m. every day. I hope you can join us here. To all of our participating sponsors that dig deep into your pockets to keep us afloat in the Modern Eater Show, we have a promise to you. We dedicate ourselves. We will work endlessly, early mornings into late hours, as I know you will too. As we sign off today, we always have to have a positive note. Positivity is what will keep us going. It's hard right now to find that positivity. But if you look into others for inspiration, that inspiration that you get, you have an obligation to pass it along to somebody else. It's a transference of energy right now. Do what you can to stay safe. You know what's right. You know to wear your mask. You know when you're too close to somebody that's not within your circle or your sphere. There's too many questions out there right now that don't have answers to them. We know that. We're trying to find the answers. We're in a hurry up and hold, hurry up and wait holding pattern right now as we race for a vaccination. There is light at the end of the tunnel. 
all things will pass. There will be an end to this. Until then, let's not self-implode. Let's take care of each other. So for Jay Parker and all of our guests today, Chef Troy Garn, Sonia Riggs from the Colorado Restaurant Association, and George Eater, and Brother Luck, and Chris Fuselet, I'm Greg Hollenbach. We'd like to hear from you. We'll kick that rock on down the road, and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. right back here at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Thanks for tuning in.